Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. Well, baseball isn't boring, and uh, a guy who represents everything about baseball not being boring because of the path he, he has taken and also where he have la- has landed as the manager of the Chicago White Sox, Pedro Grafal. Pedro, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us, man. It's my pleasure. I'm doing well. Thank you. And Courtney, of course, we aren't going to do a Chicago-based podcast, Baseball's a Boring po- Podcast, without Courtney Finnecum. Our boots on the ground. Um, she does a lot of things for the podcast, but most importantly – Pedro, this is the voice of the White Sox fan right here. This is Courtney. Courtney knows what's what when it comes to everything with the White Sox. And uh, so I'm glad that she was able to join. Um, um, So, Courtney, what's going on? Rob, always a pleasure. Pedro, welcome to Chicago. We're very excited to have you. Very, very excited. Thank you. Pedro, this truly like the Chicago White Sox are excited to have you. You could tell that from the press conference and and I look forward to talking with you because, like I said, I I really like admire your path that you have been on to get to this point. I like to pick your brains in terms of where do you think baseball's going. You know, you you were part of an organization which I respect tremendously. We had on Dayton Moore on the podcast, and um, you know, and and I think really really higher high of Dayton. And he going throughout the years with Dayton, Kansas City, Pedro. He's he like the way that he talked about not only the major league coaching staff. I remember one of the things he told me always stuck. He said, I want to make sure that our minor league managers and coaches are amongst the best compensated in the game. I mean, is that, is, is that, a, I mean, is that a thing for you? Is that, does that make any sense? You know what? Um, it, it does. I heard him say that plenty of times. I, uh, as a farm director, I thought the same thing, you know, uh, their responsibilities are over the roof when it comes to taking on a team, going to an affiliate, uh, they're responsible for not only, you know, the baseball fundamentals, but they're responsible for these kids and their and the staff. And so they have a lot of responsibilities uh, in the minor leagues uh, when they when they leave to their to their for their season. Uh, and he always spoke about minor league managers as, um, you know, precious and the heart of the organization. Mm, yeah, and he did. And you go back to when he had the sort of the um the missive at the during the pandemic and whenever they were laying everyone off and I think Dayton stood up and really said this is the heart and this is the soul of of baseball going forward and I think you're another example of this but before we get going and Courtney does have some really really good white Sox questions you're gonna trust me on this one um but I, I want to do this is that I mentioned to you on the phone I think we had Eduardo Perez on and it was funny, Pedro, because that day, like I think as we were doing, it was during the World Series. He's like, I know who's going to be the White Sox manager. I can't tell you, but I know who's going to be it. And by the way, this is how great Pedro Grafal is. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yes. Well, that's my best friend in the world. And he, as a matter of fact, I got a cool story about that. So um, I got, uh, they, they told me I was going to be the next guy about four or five days before it was announced and I had to keep it quiet. So and my, my biggest thing to, to Rick, Rick and um, and Kenny and everybody's uh, how how in the heck am I, am I going to keep this thing quiet? I got people calling me all over the place, right? So, and um, we came up with this just this this terms like, hey, you know what? Everything's moving in the right direction, you know. So, <laughs> so every time somebody would would call me and say, "How's it going? You got anything for me?" My answer would be, 
you know, everything's moving in the right direction. And I try to kind of give them a little sign with my face and eyes, <laughs> like everything's moving in the right direction. But for some reason, nobody really got that. You know, they wanted to hear it. They wanted just to hear it from me. Like, yeah, I'm going to be the next guy. Well, Eddie calls me prior to game. Uh, I think it was game six or something. And um, he calls me FaceTime. Uh, it was probably 15, 20 minutes before the, before the game started. Um, and he was, I think he was going to do radio, Spanish radio or something. And he's calling me face and he goes, what have you heard? And I said, you know, I, I, I just heard that everything's moving in the right direction. And then he goes to me, he goes, you know, I, I just got word that so-and-so is out of the race, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I knew that. And then he put this <laughs> face, like we always used to talk about this puppy dog face. I'm like, you know what? Like, I, I can't, I looked at my wife, she was right next to me. I'm like, I, I can't lie to him anymore. And I said, you know what, Eddie, everything's moving in the right direction and it's all going to be really good. And he looked at me like, and he went like this and shook his head. And I'm like, everything's going to be good. And then he just started, he just started crying, got really emotional. So did really? I, really my wife. Yeah, really emotional. And, um, and then he just like, you know what, I got to call you back. And he just hung up on me and then called me back about five or five or six minutes later uh, but it was a great, it was a cool moment. Um, and not too long ago, we had a little get together at the house and my wife was doing the toast and she told that story and he was there and all my friends were there. It was, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool moment. See, I would have added the story about, and I remember what day it was. It was the day after the rain out of the World Series. So it was the day after the rain of the World Series. That next morning we were doing the podcast. And like I said, <laughs> I, I, he wasn't giving me a face, but it was like, oh, yeah, you know who's really, 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 really good? <laughs> so, yeah, sure. And we, we cruise through, like, whatever the kid, other kid it is. Like, yeah, but you know who's really good. And, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but, He's hey, listen. Fan. You know, we've been, we've been best friends for a long, long time. And uh, we've, you know, um, his dreams are mine and mine are his, you know. And we've, we've followed each other's careers and um we talk about we've talked about this for a long long time uh and we've talked about it the other way too when he wanted to manage in the big leagues yeah. you know and um you know we always talked about being together you know but he's got a really good gig now that he really really enjoys um and you know i got one that i'm gonna really really enjoy as well so has it hit, uh, has, it hit has it hit home for you yet pedro i mean has it you know what it it, it has um just because, you know, the amount of work that you do and the amount of people that you need to, you know, to speak to on a daily basis and you're involved in a lot of things and free agency and setting spring training up and um, just getting to know everybody in the organization and the performance uh, uh, science and, and uh, the trainers and players and everybody. So it's so the work uh, itself, it has hit home like, OK, you know, it's it's here. Um, but every once in a while, my wife and I are just sitting down and, and she'll say like, you know, you're the manager of the Chicago White Sox. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. So it, that, that part's pretty cool. Uh, but we're, we're more than prepared for this. I'm not going to say we're ready because I don't think anybody, anybody is ever ready for something they do for the first time. Um, but we are, uh, prepared, you know, based on experiences that, 
that we've had as a family and that I've had, you know, in the multiple positions that I've held, you know, in my last 22 years. Well, I think that, you know, we would be doing it because I know that you're prepared and I know that, like you said, you're always evolving and that you're going to have things come along that you don't know, you don't expect and everything else. But this is one of the things that have made put you in this position because you've gone through so many layers as well, this is the next layer. Courtney Finnecombe asking you Chicago White Sox questions. All right. So, Courtney, she, she already told me these are good questions, Pedro. So, Thank Courtney, you. you ready? You Are you ready, Courtney? I have been ready for this. Pedro, I am, first of all, I really am extremely excited to have you on today. When Rob texted me last night, I'm like, this is this is what I've been primed for. So, I'm very excited to have you. Truly. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. But as Rob said in the beginning, you know, I really, truly have a pulse on what's going on with this White Sox team. And I did my own, even before this interview, I had, I did my own research on you. And I know, you know, my good friend, Adam Jones, right? Adam's a good friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He absolutely sang your praises. And I very much trust that, you know, times a thousand. He's, him and I view baseball very similarly. So I know you're going to be my kind of guy just for that reason alone. So. So he, yeah, he's saying your praise. I did my own research on you and you do seem like you have a good baseball head on your shoulder. I, it's such a breath of fresh air for me. So I'm excited. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. But kind so, of just is that, so is that the question, Courtney? How awesome is it to be awesome? <laughs> I, I don't even have to ask a question. I already know he's going to be awesome. All but, right, I know. Yeah. But um, just kind of jumping into it, Pedro, um, you know, you saw this White Sox team in 2022 quite a bit with the Royals. Um, you know, jumping kind of when you saw them play at Kaufman at guaranteed rate, what really stood out to you the most that they were lacking? You know, this was a team that was primed to win 90 plus games as they were projected to win 95 games. A lot of people thought this was a World Series contender. What did you see that was maybe a flaw that you could fix right away? What did what was your first impressions of the 2022 White Sox? Well, first and foremost, extremely talented club. I mean, uh, I, I think it's you know second to none, really. When it, when you talk about the the amount of talent that they put on the field, at you know in twenty twenty two, on a daily basis, uh, the one thing that I always go back to is you know in game planning for you know to play against the White Sox, it's it wasn't so much what can you do to beat them, is what type of energy and what type of team is coming out there to play against you that particular day. Um, let's not forget that there was a lot of injuries um, in 2022. Uh, Very rarely did you see a full squad out there together. And that's really, really important. Those are things that we're addressing um, heavily at the moment. uh, And we're preparing, you know, uh, player plans on how to get these guys ready to play in, you know, uh, on opening day, whether it's, you know, playing a little more in spring training, playing a little less, um, so as an individual, as individual basis of concern, you know, we're, we're setting up plans to see how we can keep these guys, you know, healthy and get them ready to go for opening day. But as a team, um, like I said, it, it, the energy was a big part of it. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't deny that, you know, that's something that I saw from the other side. And if the energy was high and they were ready to play that day, you had your hands full. And that's just the bottom, that's just the bottom line. Um, if the, the energy wasn't high, and you can tell from the very beginning, if the energy wasn't high, uh, then, you know, you obviously had a, a good chance to, to win a ball game. The other part was, uh, you know, the, the fundamentals, right? You know, there was a lot of, a lot of times where, you know, when we were pre- preparing for them, we were always tell our guys, make sure you're running the bases hard, 
Make sure you're thinking on extra base. These guys miss a lot of cutoff guys. Um, you know, they're not fundamentally sound when it comes to the details of the game. So these are all things that throughout the course of the year, uh, playing them 18 times, you know, you see, uh, been in the central for 10 years. Um, and more or less, that's been a little bit of their DNA, uh, 2021, they were just so talented and everybody stayed healthy that even through those mistakes, you felt like, you know, you were, you got your hands full because they were so, so talented. But, right. um, but when you don't, when you're missing a player or two, uh, like they were this past year, uh, you can definitely capitalize on some of the fundamental mistakes that they made on a daily basis. So b- before you go to the, the question number two, Courtney, I, I want to check off at, after and use three out of the four total questions from Courtney. But one of the things I want to do was that question asked, and it's a good question. Was that asked in the in the interview? Oh, of Makes course. Sense. I mean, they, and then they asked it, and then they asked it just like Courtney did right now. I mean, that was just that was one of the first questions. You know, what do you what do you got on this 20, 2022 club, and how how do you see this see us, and what uh, what can you do to you know to help us uh, peak? at a level where we can be playing October baseball. So, I mean, it's a question that is there. I don't think there's a podcast, an interview, a press conference, uh, anything that I've ever, that I've done uh, based on the white side that doesn't, that I don't get that question posed to me. So um, it's real, you know, it's, it's, it's what, it's what we experience from the other side, looking at the 2022 white Sox. So, um, but again, it's a very talented club that I, that I think, just focusing on a few on a few of those little things, uh, this club gets better immediately. Just on that alone. Well, but I think that Courtney phrased it with much more panache than Rick Hahn. I'll just say that. So, there you oh, go. Yeah. excellent job, Courtney. <laughs> um, Thank you. But you know, I, I want to hit on what you said about the 2021 team because I agree they were healthy. They they played good baseball. Now they had the benefit of playing in a weaker division, which we know. Um, I, I do want to call out the fact that they were outclassed in the playoffs by the Astros. You know, you looked at that 2021 team and they were very good, but when they played the Astros, they matched up with them. It was night and day, Pedro. It was night and day. So I guess my, my follow-up question to you is how are you going to sort of tweak? I mean, we have a new coaching staff, which I love how the new hitting coach is like, listen, we're not going to be a singles hitting team anymore, which is fantastic. I guess, how are you going to tweak those fundamentals when you come across like a Houston Astros team that is so, I mean, if you saw the 2020 playoffs, they were head over heels better than the White Sox fundamentally. So I guess what is something that you want to implement right away fundamentally for this White Sox team to match up better against a Houston Astros or even a Cleveland Guardians for that matter? Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, you know, these are, these are the details that you go to spring training with, right? And, and the energy and the... Uh, and the, and the plan that you have in spring training. And everybody that's going to put on a White Sox uniform wants to play October baseball. Okay, that's, that's, um, that's a given. Well, there's, there's things you got to do to be able to play in October. You know, you got to be able to be fundamentally sound and you got to be able to get after it every single day. And not just in the game. I mean, you're, 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 your game is going to reflect how you practice, right? So uh, I think spring training is, a really, is really, really important for us. Um, I think um, our practices are really important. The, the intensity level that we practice with, um, the work that we do, the details that we go out there um, expecting from all of us, not just the players, coaches as well. Um, it, it's going to be critical to developing the culture that is necessary for us to compete against 
the teams that are great, like the Houston Astros. And, you know, let's not forget, we open up our four-game set against Houston. So, so basically, you know, basically it's going to be, you know, what type of spring training did you have and how, you know, how did, how, how's the culture right now when you're facing the, you know, the world champions. So uh, that's a really good test for us. I'm glad that it's, that it's like that. Um, I'm glad that we're going to watch Houston um, get their rings. I'm glad that we have to sit through that. Um, and, you know, cause it, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that if, if we uh, not, if, when we do the things that we're supposed to, uh, there's no doubt that we can be that we can be uh, playing October baseball and compete with uh, with the best teams in baseball. So, Pedro, I would um, one of my goals uh, every podcast. We had a uh, podcast with Dustin Pedroia, and Pedroia was talking about watching the Jeter documentary. He said, after I watched that Jeter documentary, I went into my cage and I started hitting lasers, and I was like, I would be leading the league hitting if I still had my knees, right? But my point is, is that that's what I'm here to do. That's what we're here to do. We're here to get you fired up. So by the end of this, I want you storming out and, and doing whatever you want to do in terms of yeah. practicing management. But I'm here to get call my coaching staff and have a Zoom call. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That's what we're here for, though. I can feel the passion already. And this is, you know, it's, it's early January. And um, but that's what this is about. The the calendar has turned, and Courtney is here to to get us all fired up with some pointed red, white size white size questions. What do you got, Courtney? What's next? And I just want to also add to the whole Houston Astros getting the ring thing. That's we also great, have great. Jose, Jose Abreu wearing oh. an uniform. Pedro, yeah, that's that, that's got to be you're you're a Cuban, correct? You're Cuban. I am. Right? I am. I mean that. I mean, how do you feel losing someone like Jose Abreu in the clubhouse? And I mean, that's that's going to be tough. That's a good. That's a good question. One of the things. That's a good question, Cordy. That's one of the topics that I love talking about. Um, with, we've done it a lot about the presence of the clubhouse because Pedro, a lot of times, you know, teams are built so much on analytics. Oh, you know, we're we're not going to prioritize that that thirty something year old, you know, who may be seeing better years for the guy with a five ERA who we think we can adjust his grip on the slider and and get, you know, we're going to take his forty man spot. And we've talked a lot about the presence, the importance of the presence in the clubhouse. And as Courtney said, I mean, I would imagine that Abreu was a pretty good big presence in that. And I guess I would just follow up what Courtney says, like how what is the same thing as she's asking. So how are you going to sort of establish that? And do you think you have guys to do that? You know, uh, first of all, Abreu is irreplaceable. I mean, you're talking about one of the best White Sox players in the history of of the organization. And he's a guy that um, played hurt, played hard, uh, performed year in and year out, uh, was the face of the franchise for a long time. So it's hard to replace um, Jose Abreu. But the, the fact of the matter is he's not with us anymore. He's with he's with Houston. Now we got to prepare to beat Jose Abreu and the Houston Astros. And you know what? One of the things that, I, that I'm looking forward to is um, seeing who is going to take that spot, who is going to be the face of the franchise and the leader in the clubhouse. And I, I heard a long time ago that, you know, leadership is 10% given and 90% taken, right? So uh, I know for a fact that we have guys in that clubhouse that, um, you know, that have that those abilities. Remember, part of leadership is also being able to perform daily mm-hmm. on the field and having good years. And we have, you know, we have a, a, a pretty good number of guys that, that are capable of doing that. So that part is, you know, is taken care of. Now we got to, now we got to go to the other part of it, which is, you know, what kind of leader are you going to be if you if you can really do do this thing and what it takes to, to lead? I, I'm certain that in that clubhouse, 
we're going to have one or two guys that are going to that are going to take over and, and do that for this ball club. You hey, know, Joe, yeah. oh, go ahead, I love Courtney. Because you're giving me great segues, great segues into my questions. Oh, so I'm not going to interrupt it with my Eric Hosmer analogy. Yeah, don't, we don't want your Eric Hosmer analogy. Uh, yeah. It's a good, it's a good one. In, in, in synopsis, Courtney, I'll just say this: is that is that uh, Eric Hosmer said he learned it from Raul Abanez when you guys were in Kansas City together. So, um, yeah, so it's it's a very real thing, and and I know that you'll you'll be able to identify. I think there's some guys in there probably that can do it. But that said, Courtney, what's the segue? So my, my little segue that I want you gave me that. Thank you, Pedro, is who do you see? I mean, you mentioned we mentioned about the injuries. I mean, that was definitely a killer for sure. Who do you see potentially being that breakout star for the White Sox? Who could potentially replace? And like we said, very hard man to replace. But who do you think could step up to fill a Brayu shoes? Yeah, there's there's a number of guys, you know, and, and we can't, you know, Tim Anderson is one of those one of those players that I that I'm sure can, can take on that, that role, um, you know, but nobody's had to do it for, for a while. Why? Because Abreu has been there. Right. So again, it's going to be, it's going to be something that's, that's going to be new to this ball club. Um, we are going to be there to facilitate that. Um, and it's not just Tim Anderson. I, I, I think there's, there's more capable players that are, that are, uh, that have the ability to do that. Like I said, you know, I, I learned this a long time ago, uh, probably my first or second year after I was done playing, I was in player development. Leadership is really 90% taken. And, you know, sometimes when there is a leader in the clubhouse, you just don't take it. Why? Because there's already one in place. But when that person, when that player is gone, you might see three or four guys come on and say, you know what, I'm going to lead this ball club. And, and part of it is, you got to perform on the field. You got to be a professional. You got to come to play every day. You got to play hurt. You got to play hard. Um, you know, so all these things are are big, big factors. You know, to becoming you know a, a leader. And we have guys that are more than capable of uh, of doing that um, in every position. So you know, we'll see. I wasn't in the clubhouse last year. Um, I know these guys a little bit. I don't know them, you know, as well as I'm gonna know them after spring training. And as well as as well as I'm going to know them after a half of baseball and after a season, but uh, I'm you know speaking to a lot of them. Um, I'm certain we're going to have some guys step up and and become leaders of this ball club. So that was also kind of a two way question as well. You've kind of had good some good conversations already with some of the players. You've zoomed or had phone conversation. You're getting to know them a little bit so far in the off season as well. Yeah, I've spoken to almost everybody. Maybe there's a couple of guys that we've kind of texted back and forth. But uh, for the most part, I've had communication with everybody at least once, some of them four or five times. Um, But and if I uh, and I backed off a couple of weeks ago and then the coaches started calling. So we've had a really, really good dialogue with our with our players. Uh, They're excited. Everybody's excited to 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 go. Um, I'm looking forward to a really good good hard spring training love that so <laughs> we need so we need pedro do, do you guys have, i should know this pedro do you have wbc guys oh yeah yes. we have a ton yeah um yeah and, and we don't know yet uh if we're gonna have a couple of our cuban guys play for the cuban team that that's also been out there uh but they're they're still working working through some of that stuff uh, moncada and uh Louise Robert, uh, those guys are supposedly participating for the Cuban national team, but um, we haven't heard for sure yet. But yeah, I mean, Tim Anderson, Eloy Jimenez, um, Lance Lynn, 
there's 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 some guys out there that are we, we you know WBC man it's it's the gift it's a gift and it's a curse it is just yeah. it man like I I'm but excited you know what? let me yeah. let me t- let me give you my feelings on that yes I, and and I you know the good part uh, I'm a glass half full guy okay and the good part to this is that we got to get these guys ready to play in the in you know the 10th of March. And not just play, but play big time baseball, right? Because the environment is going to be huge. That series here in Miami is going to be an unbelievable environment. I think every seat is sold. You got Venezuela, Dominican, uh, Puerto Rico. I forget who the last team is, maybe Spain or something like that. Uh, But every seat is sold. Uh, You can't just come in here with a couple of days of batting practice thinking you're going to turn it on, you know, because you're going to get your lunch handed to you. So these guys are aware. Uh, they're aware that they got to prepare and prepare quickly and be ready to play uh, that type of baseball in, in that type of environment. So um, I, I like I said, I see this as just a, a, another step in getting our guys ready to play uh, in Houston opening day. All right, Courtney, right. get come on, keep the momentum going. We we got. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to even introduce a glass half empty scenario. I want to. I want to keep the momentum. No, we're not going, going there. No, no. I, listen, I can believe me. Someone who's covered the WBC going back to when Daisuke came back throwing eighty miles an hour. I won't mention that, Pedro. So, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, Courtney, keep keep the momentum going here. So again, Pedro, I do I do appreciate your time, but um, you know, I do want to kind of sum up by asking you. What are your first impressions of the White Sox organization? I mean, this is your first time as as manager. I mean, long overdue, as I've heard from a lot of guys talking and singing your praises. What have been your first impressions of Kenny, Rick? I mean, what have, how have they treated you? You know what? My first impression was the first interview that I had. Uh, 15, 20 minutes into the interview, uh, it just felt different. That was my seventh interview. Um, and... A lot, most of them were just formal interviews, just, you know, you sit down, they pepper you with questions. Um, there was very little human element, you know, relationship type of, you know, going on. It was just more of a corporate um, 15, 20 minutes into that interview. Um, it just felt different. You know, I felt like there was a connection. I got out of the interview. It's supposed to be an hour and a half and it lasted like three hours. I got out of there. My wife was, um, uh, waiting for me there at the hotel lobby. She said, how'd it go? And I said, I think this one's real. I think this one's different. This one felt different. I think it's real. And then, you know, you go out, you go into round two and you add Kenny Williams into it. And that was really, um, it's like I said in the interview, it felt like um, we were just in the clubhouse talking baseball 20 years ago, the way it used to be. Um, it was just a really comfortable environment. And then we added, you know, Jerry and I met with Jerry and Rick and, and Kenny twice, you know, at night and then in the morning for breakfast. Um, and it was, it felt the same. And, but the most, the, the really, the most uh, incredible feeling was when my, when we went up for the press conference and my wife and my kids were there, you know, and the way they treated us, um, it just felt like home. It really did. It, it felt it felt really, really good. Everybody in the stadium, baseball operations and PR department, they were they were just so nice. They treated us like we have been there for years and years. And and um, it was a it, it was just a really good feeling. I'm 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 really grateful and happy to to be a part of this organization. And let's not forget that this organization is a small it's a small front office. It's not it's not as big as most 
organizations. Um, So it's, it's very personal. It's a very um, family like environment that I'm, that I'm really enjoying. Well, good dinners though. I am a true Chicagoan. I need to know where they took you. I got to say. That's a great question. Excellent question. I, I listen, you know, Rob. you know what? We didn't, we didn't really uh, go to dinner. You know why? Because that night uh, we had the, the Blackhawks played, and we right. went to the game that night. And then the next morning, uh, we went to the to the school uh, to read to the kids. And then we had the Vienna Beef Factory that uh, we went there to, you know, buy some hot dogs for everybody there, which was a great experience. And then we were on a plane. So it was a really, it was 48 hours. It was quick. Um, but uh, I enjoyed every single minute of it. And you know what? And they, my family did too. And, and they were included in the process, which was a really important for me because they've been, they, they've been through this with me for 22 years. I mean, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. So uh, I was just happy to see them be a part, big part of this. Be, well, before, uh, go, be, uh, go ahead, Courtney. You need any restaurant recommendations? Oh yeah, there's Listen, not. A I need, you know, I, you know, I need one. I got one set up for the day after tomorrow, um, but maybe tomorrow I need I I, I need one. Cordy, come on, them? come on, get lock one in. Lock. Give. What give do you your got? Best advice. What do you got? Chicago. I assume you're a steak guy, right? Got to be a steak I guy. Am, of course, yeah. Chicago yeah. cuts or bavettes, they'll take very good care of you. Okay, say it again. Chicago. Chicago cuts, very easy. Okay. So Steve and Cat, UT yeah. Chicago cuts, and then Bavettes. Bavettes. Okay. Is your wife going with you on this trip? Yep. Yeah, my wife and one of my daughters. Go to Bavettes. Go to okay. Bavettes. Yep. Okay. That, nice dark lighting for you guys. Great steaks. Great wine. Cannot All go right. wrong. All yep. right. Because I was going to call. I was going to call Eddie because Eddie had had told me. I got a great steak place for you to. <laughs> I wonder if it's. The, I wonder if it's the same one because he, like he had Facetimed me. He had Facetimed me from from there. I met the owner through Facetime, and he was like, "You know what? When you're in town, come on back. I wonder if it's the same one." I bet it's Chicago Cuts because all the athletes go to Chicago Cuts. I bet that's what it is. I know the owner as well. He's wonderful. But if you're bringing your wife, go to Bavette's. Listen, okay. listen, Pedro. If you're going to ask someone about tipping pitches, ask Eduardo Perez. If you're going to oh, ask yeah. someone about steakhouses in Chicago, you ask Courtney Finnecom. All right. This is, this, right. Is, this is science. This is science. <laughs> Love it. Love um, it. So we appreciate your time. And, and so the last question I have, um, uh, which is going to be basically why isn't baseball boring? We ask everybody this and uh, Eduardo gave us a hall of fame four minute answer. You can just give it whatever you want, whatever it can be. Can I'm be curious. Sense. I'm curious to hear what he said. I, I can't even summarize it. It was basically, I said at the end of it, they, we should transcribe it, put it on a plaque in the hall of fame. Cause he got into, <laughs> he, he got into like, you know, growing up as a kid and it was, it, so, you know, I we have all ranges of this. I mean, I have Jonathan Papelbon saying is grown men wearing tight pants. I have, you know, uh, um, what were some of the other one? I don't even remember. It's like they're, they're all over the place. But this is one of the great things about baseball, right, is I just had an actor talking about – we just had an actor on, and he was saying how what's great about it is going from first to throw a throw in from right field. I said, oh, man, you scratch right where I itch. That's like my favorite player, right? <laughs> but before before I ask you that, uh, Courtney, last chance. Any 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 
pointed, any questions, anything. This is this is your manager right here, Courtney. Anything sure. last any last things? No, honestly, Pedro, you you answered pretty much everything that I'm concerned about. I mean, believe me, as as a I'm young, but I have an old school mind. So I still love the old school baseball mentality. And I can see that you have that, which talk about scratching me where I itch. I mean, that's kind of what I'm, I'm looking for that I want. The, fun, the lack of fundamentals drove me nuts. The striking out drove me nuts. Not getting on base drove me nuts. And if you can rectify that somehow, which it sounds like you can, Pedro, you're the manager of the year, man. I'm ready. I was, gonna, I was just going to ask you, what, what do you think we need to do? I mean, you watch, you watch the team play last year. I was going to flip it on you a little bit and say, what do you think? Flip it on me. Yeah, I mean, honest, like I said, Pedro, I mean, this is nobody has a better pulse on the White Sox than I do. I truly pride myself of that. So the lack, the, the lack of fundamentals drove me nuts. You know, the poor defense, the not like you like you said about the Royals, take the extra base against the Sox because they're miss guys every time. That kind of stuff drove me nuts. And I want a guy I want guys that get on base. I want guys that take walks. Um, I want outfielders that play, know how to play their position. What a concept. Um, you know, I just want good fundamentals. I want a baseball team. And I know you know what I mean when I say that. I want a, an Astros-like team. I don't want a bunch of DHs playing in the field. I don't know what they're doing defensively. So I really am looking for a true baseball team. you got a guy like Andrew Vaughn who's a baseball player. And give me nine of those every time. You know, I am really looking for a solid fundamental baseball team. And I think you can bring that. I hope you can bring that. Yeah, well, you know, you know, part of that, um, I think everybody that puts on a major league uniform for the most part um, knows what fundamentals are about, because that means they've been playing for a long, long time. They've been playing at a high level uh, and then been taught by, the best coaches in, in the world. Um, right. And I just think winning baseball, like having that mentality to win a baseball game brings better fundamentals. Um, so just, I really do believe that. I think if you're focused on how can we win this baseball game tonight, you're going to do things right to we to be able to, to win a game because Winning a major league baseball game is a hard thing to do, but the one thing that's 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 true is that if you if you make um, if you make less mistakes than the other club, you're probably going to win the game, right? Yep. And Great. most of these guys have been winners uh, before, whether it's in their little league, college, minor leagues. They've been a part of winning, winning clubs, and let's not forget that they they won a division in in 2021. So they have a feel of what it's like, you know, to to be a part of a winning team. And they know that to be a part of a winning team, you have to be fundamentally sound. So I think the foundation has been laid for this ball club. I just think that we need to remind ourselves what it takes to win a baseball game, you know, yes. and, and every night and and what it takes to be playing baseball in October. So um, we're we're. We're, we're going to get that. We're going to get that part of it right. That's going to be a part of our culture. I love it. I love it. I love you it. Know, we, we had Tori Lovello on, and I asked him, I said, all right, you walk in the clubhouse first day, you get on the stool, what are you saying? You know, and, and he, you got me going like he did. 
Except yeah. he, he said, oh, I think he said, I'll let the Dodgers and Giants and Padres spend all the money. We're, you know, but uh, it's it's different, but it's the same. You, you're the 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 point is, is it you're getting Saul fired up for baseball? I think you got Courtney fired up, right? Right, Courtney. Yeah, let's go, uh, Pedro. I, 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 go ahead, Pedro. I go to spring training every year, and I'm very excited to see a hard spring training. Guys doing things the right way. I need that in my life. I need that in my yeah. life. Yeah, well, you're gonna get it. Uh, Pedro, again, I appreciate your time. Last thing, like I said, tell me why baseball isn't boring. You know what? Every every once in a while, I'm, I'm watching a game, and there's a bang-bang play at first. Um, a guy throws 100 miles an hour. Uh, the ball leaves the yard, and you and you start wondering, like, how in the world was this was this game developed, and who you know, and like what type of mentality, like you know, ninety feet is perfect, sixty feet six inches is perfect, um, and the dimensions for the most part are are perfect. Foul foul pole to foul pole, the catcher, you know, it's like. You know, if you really start thinking about all these things, um, this game can't be boring. And then you look at all the intricacies of the game and the the, the little plays that that you know some people may understand, some people may not understand. But those are the things that win baseball games. And I think that if you if you understand that, or if you try to learn those things, you're going to find out that this game is not boring at all. This game is a pretty fun game to watch when you know. You know the little things that allow your club that you're cheering for uh, win that that particular night. So uh, the roster is almost the roster is almost perfect. 25, 26 men. I mean, it's you know the starters. I mean, everything is everything was was created perfectly for this for this beautiful game. So um, whoever says this game is boring, um, you know, uh, we got to have another podcast for that. You, you can't trust people that think baseball is boring. I, no, I actually, no, no, we never trust those people. And I'm telling you what, you may have beat Eduardo Perez. Congratulations. He, uh, <laughs> you know what? I like Papabon's answer. You know, grown uh, men wearing tight pants. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly love that. That's an added bonus. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We got away from that. We got away from that for a while. We were wearing those baggy pants, but now they're back. Now the tight pants are back. Well, they're, they're, I like they're, the high Adrian. I like the high guy. I like guys that wear the high socks. That's my high favorite. Sock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you have like one day in spring training, Courtney Fenicum days, <laughs> tight pants and high socks? There you go. <laughs> and, good uh, and good fundamentals, Robin. Good fundamentals. Oh, I'm sorry. And good fundamentals, yeah. of course. Pedro, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, and I look forward to talking down the road. You can get a T-shirt, you get a book, and most importantly, Pedro, you get a VIP invitation to the book party in Arizona. So yeah. uh, you got it. Let's yeah. do it. All right. <laughs>